Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Facebook Live, a Facebook Live Friday. Brian Milam, Alex Walker with you. And uh, we're going to keep this about 10 minutes or so because we have to get ready for the 4 o'clock news that's on its way. It's been a busy week uh, for high school athletics. It's been busy with UK basketball over the last couple of weeks. And uh, even UK football making a pilgrimage to Ethiopia on a goodwill trip. Uh, you were over with the UK basketball players yeah. earlier today, EJ, Ashton, Emmanuel and Nick, uh, what were some of the topics they had to talk about? Of course, the big thing was EJ. You know, it's the first time we've heard from him since right. his decision to come back to school. Uh, asked him about you know, why he came back, what his feedback was like from some of the people he talked to. And the one thing that stuck out was he said that coaches, GMs were saying, if you decide to stay in the draft, you'll likely be a late first rounder, which was a little bit surprising to me personally. But he said, look, th what they told me is if I can come back to school and become a lottery pick, think about how much more money sure. I can make. And I, I don't know about you. You're a lot younger than mm -hmm. me. I've got a, some miles on the odometer. If someone said to me as a 20-year-old, 18, 19, you're going to make X amount of dollars, you probably think about taking it. But if they say, look, you're going to make X, Y, Z amount of dollars mm -hmm. if you come back, it's so hard, though, for kids to try to come back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's, I think that's one reason why you see so many uh, freshmen leave. But... Is it possible, you think? You've seen him one year, I've seen him a year. Can he become another P.J. Washington type of a player? Not as big and bulky, but can he be a lottery pick? Uh, that's, a, that's the $10,000 question, or in his case, the $10 million yep. question. And he got buried in. There, there weren't as many minutes to go around last year. I think this year there's a, a lot more minutes to go towards EJ. Yeah. So he can stay on the floor longer, make some more mistakes, and, and try to grow into some of that confidence. And we asked him, did that P.J. track, that P.J. path, play into your decision to come back? He said, you saw what he did. You saw how much money he made. You're kind of in a similar situation. He said, absolutely it played into my situation. It had, you know, it had to, right? Nick Richards said it did not play into his decision. He said, no, it did not. We all take our own paths. What P.J. did, nothing to do with me. E.J. said what P.J. did impacted my decision to come back. Mm -hmm. Guys told him you could go late first round or late second round, but if you do it, PJ did. Think about how much more money you can make by being at one of those top 12, 14 picks. I've always wondered because this one and done scenario, it's, I mean, if you think about it, it's just about a decade old, but it feels like it's been around forever. You have guys, as a lot of you out there watched growing up, it was a, if you left after your junior year, junior year, man, this guy's ready for the pros. There is such a hurry to get there now. And that is what concerns me a little bit for the uh, for the sport for NBA, because you have such an influx of young guys that there's only X amount of spots, mm -hmm. and I, I I just don't see why the hurry to jump. Do you want to go to the NBA or do you want to stay in the NBA? And if I go someplace, by gosh, unless it's a vacation, I'm staying. Mm -hmm. And PJ, when he visited the WKYT studios, was that about a month ago? Yeah. He told us there's, there, there was a stigma attached sure to if, if, you're, if you don't leave after your Very freshman year, you're considered a failure. Very and PJ point. didn't listen to that noise. He said, look, you know, I didn't have the year I wanted to. Made the smart choice to come back, and it paid off for him. So I think what PJ's decision is kind of doing is telling these guys, look, it is okay to come back for a sophomore year. They, you might get ridiculed for a few weeks. There might be some, oh, why'd that guy not make the jump? But guess what? That goes away. Come back for your sophomore year. You take a huge jump like P.J. did. Uh, Ashton spoke on that today. Emmanuel spoke on that today. Nick as well being a junior. And he said, look, 
people, well, people get in your ear, your, your people back home, the people you're talking to get in your ear and say, you need to make that money, make that money. Cancel it out. <laughs> Go back to school, make the jump that PJ did, and that can and that can make a huge difference for your career. Because if you're not ready, it's so much easier to flame out, and your career is over. Mm-hmm. But if you just put in the time, go when you're ready, it'll pay huge dividends for your career. Well, the people saying go, they don't have any interest except, hey, I want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you don't? Because I know you have to stay positive. You have to have confidence. You have to be slightly cocky, slightly arrogant on the court to get your mojo going. But if you don't make it, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think if you stay in a straight line, this may be the old man coming out of me, but if you stay in a straight line, you can't get lost. And I think so many times people want to weave back and forth and try this instead of just stay the course. John Calipari speaking earlier this week, and he talked about Ashton Hagens and Emmanuel quickly. One thing he said about Ashton, he goes, I think he got it now. Last year, uh, you remember Ashton really had a great game against Georgia. And everybody thought, okay, this is the this is the leaping off point yep. for Ashton. And then after that, he steadily declined mm-hmm. and really struggled in the postseason. And um, I, I think this is a guy that he, he is a he's a thief on the court, which is a good thing. Yep. He is improving his driving ability, sees the floor well. He just has to make better decisions with the basketball. Yeah, he plateaued early in SEC play. Uh, he had a big game against North Carolina. I think mm-hmm. he's had a, had a bunch of steals. And right. He talked today about he feels, he feels a, a little less pressure on his shoulders. He knows he has to be the floor general this year, and I think he, had, he does have it now. And the one thing that stuck out to me the most from his comments today is – Kyle Tucker asked him, last time we really saw you was, you know, you were a mess in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, let's not get around it. He had an awful game. I mean, he was bad. All the guards in that game struggled against Auburn. And he said, some people will tell you, did that fuel you? Does that fuel you in the offseason losing to Auburn? Some players will maybe say, oh, we put that behind us. You know, that's in the rearview mirror. Ashton went the complete opposite direction. He said, I think about that game every day. It's still in the back of my mind, and that drives him, I think, especially in the offseason because he saw what what happened, and everyone's like, oh, what happened to Ashton? He (laughs) knows he can get back to where he was against Georgia, against North Carolina, and a second year in the program, being the point guard, being the kind of the the helm of that offense, I think it's going to help him out a ton. If I just think he keeps his confidence, he'll have a really good year again. You're watching Facebook Live Friday, sponsored by our good friends with the Bluegrass Orthopedic Group, BGO, if you need... Just three letters. Just shrink it down. Just three letters. BGO, they are outstanding human beings and uh, a wonderful company to be involved with. They are the reason we are here for this Facebook Live Friday. Um, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, another guy. Let's, let's, let's finish off with him quickly because, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> that just came out that way. I don't know. Uh, a guy who had, he was spotty a little bit as a freshman, uh, shot the ball well in spots, but then also really struggled uh, it and I think he was a typical freshman mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm thinking this guy if they move the three-point line back a little bit as they say they're going to I think it could help him a little bit because uh, he is, has a lot of quickness to get to the goal also he does and w- like some of those other guards sometimes we saw flashes of what he can be sometimes mm-hmm. he looked a little lost on the court I think he realizes there is a really talented crop of guards in this year's recruiting class the minutes, he's going to have to fight for minutes. It does not matter that he's back for a sophomore year. He's guaranteed something. He knows that there's going to be a lot of guards in that mix to get those starting minutes. And I think he realizes he has to step up, improve something. 
that he belongs on the court and should get those minutes. And him today, I, I asked him, what's the biggest thing you need to improve on? And he just says, floor leadership. I need to be more vocal on the court. Right. I need to call for the ball. I need to pick my spots and, and kind of set myself up instead of just trying to do my own thing and hopefully I find the ball and shoot it. He said just be more vocal, be more of a floor general alongside Ashton. And I think if he does that, that should help. There's also some rule changes at NCAA yep. basketball coming up. A, a deeper three-point line, moving it back about a foot or so. Uh, also, the th the uh, thirty second shot clock resets to twenty seconds on if you get the offensive rebound in the front court. I think that's going to make the game a lot faster. And as we get uh, as we keep moving from the seventies and eighties, each decade things happen mm -hmm. and it gets faster. With a shorter shot clock, it's going to get even faster now. And in the last minute as well, another change you can. Uh Look at a goaltend. Oh, yeah. Let's that, view but, up the LSU game. Well, yeah, I was going to say, why would UK fans <laughs> care about that? What does that have to do with it? Oh you think the UK-LSU ending prompted that? It better have. I remember, you know, John Calipari was very vocal was after that so game. Bad. If we want to see uh, this be reviewed, because that clearly would have turned the other direction oh, yeah. in that game. And it cost him a game that, in the long run, could have, could have uh, decided the SEC championship. But that's uh, another role. And, yeah, the shot clock's nice, too. I think that'll, I think that'll quicken the pace a little bit, especially in late-game situations. When you get an offensive rebound, 30 mm -hmm. seconds, man, that, that, can, that can end a game. It's 20 seconds that could shorten possessions and give teams more to think about. Also this week, we've had uh, high school baseball, mm -hmm. high school softball. In case you didn't hear, uh, it's been raining a lot over the last couple of days, and the softball state tournament has been postponed a week, a full week from yep. this Friday until next Friday. So you talk about giving yourself some wiggle room there. Also, the state baseball tournament was supposed to start at 11, uh, continue at 11 this morning with Trinity and Hazard. That got pushed back to 1 o'clock, pushed back to 4.30, and we're still in a holding pattern. Uh, one thing that to note, Beachwood entering at 38-1, lost. You've got Rowan County entered, I believe, at 39-3, lost. Both of those teams were trying to join 97 Harrison County and 2017 PRP. I believe it was the only two teams to ever win 40 games mm -hmm. in the season. Uh, Mr. Baseball, A.J. Hacker, Rowan County gone, Beachwood gone, and it, it's, it's taken a little different turn, but Tate's Creek? Alive and well in the semifinals for the first time in almost three decades. Yeah, first time since 1990, which is which is fantastic. And they'll have a chance against uh, Breckenridge County on Saturday to advance. To, I don't know the last time they played in the title game. but 1990, lost to Paysville. It was, it was 1990. Yeah. Uh, so Tate's Creek, great fans. Breckenridge County, also incredible awesome fans. fans. Their yeah. show out at Whitaker Bank Paul Park was <laughs> awesome. So you know no matter what day of the week, what time of the week, this game will happen. Who knows? It's going to be a really cool fan environment. Yeah, sure. and McCracken County uh, Region 1 champs, they are in the semifinals for the fourth straight year. Mm -hmm. What a powerhouse uh, Gino and the boys have done down in McCracken County. We are getting ready for the 4 o'clock news, so we've got to say goodbye for this Friday afternoon. For Alex Walker, I'm Brian Milam. We hopefully will see you next Friday with a lot better weather outside. Have a good one. <laughs>